0: This is Capital Council, a podcast designed to help law firm owners build a firm that serves their aspirations and values by looking at the whole picture from a financial perspective. Hi, this is Brian Weerson, host of Capital Council and founder of Concilium CFO. Today, I want to talk to you about why you should build your firm to sell, even if you don't plan to. I want you to take a moment and imagine that you're looking to purchase a law firm. What would you look for? What expectations would you have? What would make you confident that you could step in and continue the firm's success? I'm going to give you a few key elements that come to my mind. Since I'm coming at this from the accounting and finance world, I'm going to start with the most obvious one to me. A firm that is built to sell has clean financials. That means, first of all, that you have not commingled your personal finances with the firms. There's so much temptation to do this because it's just so easy to do. After all, you're the owner of the firm, so the money is legally yours. Why not take a fistful of petty cash for weekend spending money or use the company credit card for a night out at the movies? It'll be classified correctly when someone does the books, right? I found this to be extremely common practice among entrepreneurs, including law firm owners. Let me tell you, it creates an incredible mess. For one, your books are worthless. The work to properly separate personal and business expenses after the fact is virtually impossible your accountant or bookkeeper has no idea and even if you do your own books the chance that you'll remember every transaction is pretty close to zero that means that you won't ever really know what your business actually made or spent and you won't be able to make decisions based on your financial reports when it comes tax time you'll either miss out on business deductions that you were entitled to or risk an IRS audit. On top of all that, you risk piercing the corporate veil because you failed to keep up the necessary formalities. A firm that is built to sell has financials that are both up to date and accurate so that a buyer can properly assess its financial results. Of course, that's also valuable to you today. You now have a much clearer picture of what your business has done and where you stand. You also have a lot less stress and uncertainty when it comes to compliance. Treat your firm like an entity entirely separate from you. When you take money out, make a distribution into your personal account and spend from there. Keep those books clean. Next, a firm that is built to sell has proper staffing with well-defined roles. When we run small businesses, it's easy to lose focus when it comes to staffing. Hiring is very time consuming and properly organizing and defining roles takes so much upfront planning. Early on, You just need one or two people to help you with administrative or lower level professional tasks so that you can focus on your work. Maybe one is an assistant and the other is a paralegal, but really, they both have to be able to do a little bit of everything to help keep things moving. Then more clients come in and you need some more help. Finding good candidates is hard, so you end up hiring a cousin or old coworker to quickly add a body to the office, even if they weren't exactly the best fit. Before you know it, You have five employees, and all of them are generalists to some extent. Is five the right number of staff? It seems that way when you had only four, but now it's impossible for you to tell. That's no good for a future buyer who's looking for a staff ready to keep the firm rolling through an ownership transition. That's also a recipe for current frustration and dissatisfaction for you and your employees. You'll be frustrated that employees aren't developing the right skills and don't seem to be spending their time on the right things and the employees will be frustrated that they have to spend so much energy figuring out what they're supposed to be doing. I've made this mistake myself, and I'm guessing you have too. We end up with too much payroll and not nearly enough productivity. Plus, no one is happy. It's so hard to find great employees, but even if you do, you'll waste their talent without a solid plan and clearly defined roles. Look, everyone needs to be willing to do work outside their job description, especially in a small business. But... It's essential that each employee clearly understands their primary functions. Don't hire to fill a chair. Make sure you've carefully defined the role so that all energy can go towards accomplishing the work. As you grow, you'll need to be even more deliberate. Know what everyone's job is and how to assess it. Too often, better employees end up leaving because they've handled the bulk of the work while poor performers with the same title were able to get away with doing much, much less. Good employees are able to function in clear roles. Great employees are free to excel in them. Next, a firm built to sell also has very well thought out, well documented systems and procedures. It's extremely easy for us as professional service firms to get caught up in the work at the expense of the bigger picture. The work is what we know how to do and that's what we get paid for week in and week out. Plus, there's always so much of it to do. But as firm owners, we need to always remember that we aren't just doing work we're building a business, a machine meant to accomplish specific tasks, a machine that is carefully designed to take prospects and turn them into clients, take problems and turn them into solutions and take invoices and turn them into deposits. Michael E. Gerber's e-myth books are all about this concept. In fact, there's an e-myth attorney book in the series that is an absolute essential read for law firm owners. In the book, Gerber contrasts working in your firm and working on your firm. The former, makes you an employee plugging away at tasks day in and day out the latter makes you the owner thoughtfully building something that will function in a way that is predictable and repeatable that is key to a prospective buyer of course aside from a client list this machine is what they're buying from their perspective the systems and procedures are your firm as the current owner of your firm you should have a similar view you and your employees might consider process manuals to be mundane and stifling Who wants to go to work and be a cog in a machine, just pushing paper according to strict procedures, especially if we're educated and experienced professionals. Actually, the opposite is true. When we have clear written procedures for all of our recurring tasks and processes, we don't have to spend any time or energy worrying about what to do, how to do it, or in what order. That frees us up to use our creative energy on the things that will actually make a difference. We can do better work. And we can imagine more efficient ways of managing the process. Finally, a firm built to sell is not entirely dependent on its owner. This is the toughest one on this list, and it's not hard to see why. If you're the founder of your firm, your name is probably right there in the letterhead, the firm's website and marketing materials have your face all over them. You've put in a lot of effort and you have built a reputation. You're well known in your community. People are choosing to work with you because they trust you. Is that the case in your firm many professional service firms work that way one superhero supported by a team of minions now should that be the case if i'm a buyer i have no interest in buying a firm led by a superhero after all i'm retiring the superhero when i buy the firm what am i ending up with no doubt it feels good to be the superhero you're well known and respected and people trust your professional expertise above others but Don't forget what the hero status comes with. Remember, the theme of the Spider-Man story isn't fame and glory. It's the burden and responsibility of being a superhero. I'm not saying that you need to change your firm name or hide your face. You're the leader and you play a vital role. I am saying that you need to build a firm that has a superhero reputation. Your name is important, not because it's your name, but because it represents the firm. Think of how much better that makes your life. A superhero attorney is something of a celebrity. Your clients want to work with you. They want to meet with you. A superhero firm is trusted top to bottom. A client is happy to deliver documents to a legal assistant or meet with an associate because their trust is in the firm, not just one person. Think carefully about this. Can a superhero leave early on Friday or take a week long vacation? Can they ever retire? I encourage you to start thinking about your firm from this perspective today. Take a step back and see it from the outside. Are the finances presentable and clear? Is the staffing correct? Are systems in place? Can the firm function without you? Start working towards the right answers to these questions and you'll be designing the firm and the life that you dreamed of. Thank you for joining me on Capital Council. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you'd subscribe and leave a positive rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. For more on designing your ideal law firm, check us out at concilium-cfo.com.